Hi, and welcome back to Building Your Wealth Muscle. On this episode, Asia Leon teaches us ways to grow your fitness business. He dispels the myth about the value ladder approach. Asiel's approach to increase your client retention. We go over what should be or who should be your first hire. And lastly, the most important KPI that ACL helps his clients track. And as always, stay tuned at the end for ways to build your wealth muscle outside your fitness business. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Building Your Wealth Muscle, a podcast about building and protecting wealth for online health and fitness coaches. Each episode, we're going to break down different topics in the areas of business, finance, and tax, and how they pertain to your coaching business. Disclaimer, the topics covered in this podcast are for educational purposes only. This is not advice for your specific situation. Please consult a qualified financial or tax professional before making changes to your financial or tax situation. Now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Pat Darby. On this week's episode of Building Your Wealth Muscle, we're joined by Asiel Leon. Leon, or Asiel, thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. No, I appreciate you for reaching out. You're an incredible guy. I love the cool hair as well, so I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that. Um, well, we're coming from the same time zone. We Before we hit record, we're talking, uh, you're in California, I'm here in Vegas, and you're talking about potentially moving here. We're going over some of the, the tax perks of Nevada over California, but how long have you been in California your whole life? Um, yeah, I've been here my whole life. I used to live by Culver City, and we finally moved down to Orange County area just because of we just feel like it's just so much better. The area is so much better compared to LA. I feel like over the years, California has gotten a bit different, so I feel like the OC area has gotten nicer, cooler, and um, there's less stress when it comes down to COVID and the vaccine, you know. <laughs> so that yeah. I like the last time I was there, what was I in Huntington Beach? Is that near you? That is that is close. Yeah, it might be like 15, 20 minutes away. Very cool. Yeah, I was we were talking before. I love San Diego, Southern California, but until they until the politicians get a little little more Florida, Florida or Texas, I can't live there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let's dive in. Uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you serve the fitness community. Absolutely. No, I appreciate that. So like my man, welcome me. You know, my name is Asa Leon and I've been a coach for the past couple of years. And um, just to tell you guys a little background about myself, I started off working at McDonald's, serving cheeseburgers and McChickens. Pat, I know you love McChickens. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm a McDouble guy. McDouble guy. There you go. Uh, I feel like everybody starts somewhere. And I feel like that's where my story starts in McDonald's because those were the days where my mindset was like, this is not where I want to live the rest of my life. So that was that turning point for me where I was going from, you know, job to job, trying to figure out what was that thing, you know, that thing in life that I really wanted to to set myself to do. So it was until I was going from you know, restaurant job, restaurant job, because I thought it was good pay coming from tips. And I said, man, this is this is not what lights my fire. This is not what wakes me up every morning and gets me driven and motivated. So I had to look for something that I was passionate about, which was fitness. I started working out, I started training at 17 years old. I decided to do like a men's physique competition. And ever since then, I gained a lot of, you know, a lot of knowledge about fitness. And most importantly, I realized that it was my true passion. So I said, why not dive into something that I already love doing, which is fitness. So I started to become a personal trainer. I worked at Equinox, which was Hollywood. It's one of 
the most popular gyms here in LA because it's based in West Hollywood, Sunset. There's some cool actors that go there. So my yes. purpose was literally to find opportunities there. Like I knew ultimately that I w- didn't want to be a personal trainer the rest of my life. I just knew that it was going to bring me the right opportunities at the right gym. So I still remember to this day, you know, I feel like I was the underdog. I was 19 years old going to apply to one of the coolest gyms. There's a lot of hires. So I said, I have to do something to impress these people. So I took a binder filled with all the things that I accomplished at a young age. And uh, I had so many cool things on the binder, transformations, stories, so many cool things that when I walked out of there, I handed them that binder and uh, they told me, they reached, they reached out to me and they said, if you would have not brought that binder, we would have not hired you. And uh, it was just because I literally wanted to go above and beyond. I wanted to show them that even though I was young, that I had the potential to be their top trainer. So, you know, ever since then, I had the opportunity to meet a lot of seven and eight figure entrepreneurs working at the gym. And my first client, I still remember to this day, Pat, he walked in like a straight pimp. I'm talking about McGregor status into the gym with cool glasses on. He had the whole walk on and everything. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy makes money. I got to find a way to close this guy as my first client, which turns out I did, Pat. I did close him. And little did I know, he was literally making $20 million a year with this e-commerce business that he was making. Turns out we're cool buddies to this day. And he gave me the opportunity to work for his company. He had like an e-commerce coaching company. And I became his top sales rep within a time span of five months. Wow. So you left Equinox or are you doing both? I left. I left Equinox during that time frame because I said, man, Equinox was eating up all the money I was making. So I was like, might as well just do it on my own. So I was actually still training him in person. I took a lot of the clients that took him outside of there. I was still doing private training. And I was combining yeah. the, you know, working for for uh, my good buddy that I met through Equinox. And during that time frame, I mean, I learned about a lot about sales. Most importantly, high ticket sales, which is a very high income skill in my point of view. Ever since sure. I branched out, worked with other, you know, seven and eight figure companies, just helping them close their high ticket offer over the phone. Until I finally said, might as well start my own coaching company. You know, I've worked with some yeah. big brands and I've closed like so many thousands for all these influencers that i've closed for that i just said let's just take a leap of faith and start our own coaching business so that's a little bit about my background you know i feel like we all have humble beginnings and i'm super grateful for them because they taught me a, a major lesson throughout the way you know that was that a bit of a leap of faith in that when you said you went to work for this guy was it a hundred percent commission like eat what you kill it was a, or did he give you a little draw it was a 20 percent commission it was a 20 percent mission okay. for him and um i i i feel like i love sales like i started you know dabbling into sales at a young age i wanted to watch all the youtube gurus that i can find and uh, when he offered the opportunity i was a little stuck for a moment i was like i don't know if i should do it because uh you know it's something different something new I, I didn't know if it was a good decision but i decided to go all into that and when i saw the the value and just how much i was making in terms of high ticket sales i was like uh Maybe I should kind of do more. <laughs> so that was that was the eye opener, right? That opened my eyes and made me realize like there's so much more in this online world that I still have to figure out. You know, that's pretty cool. So when you were working for him, at what point was the entrepreneurial bug greater? Because I would imagine if you're his top guy and this guy's making twenty million, you were probably <laughs> t- walking away from a pretty decent income at that point to do your own gig, right? hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, you know, it got to a point with 20% commission. He did have a low ticket offer that we were closing a lot of as well. 
Um, but I know during that time frame of working with him, I was able to bring in six figures plus just as a high ticket closer for him. So, I mean, for me, it was it was pretty big, especially because during that time frame, I was still 20 years old, was about to turn 21. So, you know, I felt like for me at a young age, it was, it was something that I was really grateful for because it taught me a lot about sales. I got to work a lot on the back end of his business as well when it came down to systems and just working as a whole team. I got to see what it took to build a very successful company, you know. That's awesome. So what point, so was the next stop after leaving his company when you launched your current fitness business? I actually, after that, I worked with another brand. He's pretty big in the fitness space. His name is Brandon Carter, also known as King Keto. And uh, I was working for- Yeah, yeah, I saw him on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah, so I was closing for him. I was closing his high ticket offer over the phone, worked with him for a good amount of time. Um, he was one of my first mentors. So, you know, my hat's off to him because he taught me a lot when it came down to the fitness space, the coaching world. Um, and a lot more cool things that I learned from working with his team, you know. So it was, okay, so you worked with him and that was when. That, the, yeah, that was the main turning point for me. Yeah. That's fantastic. So tell us about your current business. Like you, you coach the coaches, but tell us a little bit about what, what programs you offer them, what their services, what they typically come to you with a pain point that you solve. Absolutely. Yeah. So we help, you know, personal trainers and even nine to five workers who, you know, aspire to want to build and establish their online fitness business within 90 days. And our goal of working with them during that 90 day period is to help them hit five to 10 K a month during the time frame of working with us. So our ultimate purpose and our ultimate drive is to help and empower a lot more personal trainers this year. Even nine to five workers, we believe that if you have the body to match the business, then you have potential to build an online fitness business. But you have to be extremely passionate about what you do you know it has to light your fire it has to be that thing where it's like i love changing lives and i want to do this full time you know because if i were to go back in time pat i would literally skip personal training and just start in the online world because of the potential that it is and most importantly the freedom of time and we all know that time is money right so i feel like just going online and forgetting the in-person is literally the new wave that a lot of people are missing out on you know that's, do you find that some of the people who go online, I'm trying to think how to put it, because I had someone on my podcast mention this, like they really value the in-person time they had because it gave them the reps, like right. that they they feel some online people that never step foot in the gym as a trainer might be lacking. Like, have you found that there's there's a step they need to take when they skip that part so they have the expertise needed or... What would you recommend to someone thinking about that? That's a great question. I mean, we feel like personal trainers have the knowledge, you have the expertise, you know, a lot of them get certified. And um, I mean, I got the certification myself, I have the NASM. So I know that I learned a ton of knowledge and just, I learned a ton about the body, things that I didn't even know when I took the NASM that I felt like when I brought it on to my clients, I was able to express a lot of that knowledge into their training into, you know, helping them get a, a better physique. Most importantly, when it came down to form, like I learned a lot of things through NASM. So I was really grateful for doing that. I feel yeah. like you, you just gained so much. So I feel like, you know, you, you should have some form of background, you should have some form of education. Like don't just try to just be the fitness dude, you know, it's like you, you need to have some education because I mean, we all know that, you know, you can't just fake it till you make it. You gotta have some knowledge when it comes down to fitness, you know. Yeah, I feel like at some point we bring that up in almost every episode that the fitness space has become like the total wild west. Like yeah. 
if someone looks the part, you have no idea whether that's genetics or knowledge or both or whatever. So, um, and I'm sure you have clients that they have a ton of expertise and you need to help them with the sales and marketing side so they can actually grow the business, not just be the smartest guy with no clients. Right. Um, Absolutely. So if you want to tell us about that, so if someone comes to you, you help a lot on helping them acquire new clients, things like that. So what's, what's typically the demographic that comes to you? Like, where are they at in their stage of business? What's their biggest pain point? Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like, you know, a lot of people that come to us, their biggest thing is, is just the lack of knowledge in terms of online. Like they need a lot of help when it comes down to marketing and even a system, right? A lot of people are used to the old school, which is emailing back and forth, text messaging back and forth. Or people don't understand, Pat, that that's not scalable, right? You can't scale the sure. text them like a lot of your clients during the day. It's not scalable. And again, we want to create something that allows you to gain your time back. So creating a, a solid system is important, as well as marketing. A lot of guys don't understand that it isn't just about posting on social media anymore. It's about posting with purpose. Like there's a lot more psychology behind everything that you should do, which is your content, right? What does it portray? Even your captions, the way you write them. You know, there's something called copywriting, which I'm pretty sure you already know about, Pat, where a lot of fitness dudes are just posting random stuff. They're not really influencing you to want to take action on getting the body of their dreams, right? And the most important one, Pat, the one I really pride myself on is sales, right? A lot of people believe that they should start the free route, right? There's something called a value ladder where you start for free, then the ebook route, then the cheap course, and then you get to the high ticket offer. We believe that you can skip that whole process and just start right there at the tipping point, which is the high ticket offer. And um, instead of selling eBooks, building expensive websites, we believe that you just gotta get in the habit of charging a thousand dollars and up for your online fitness coaching. And we believe that if you have a good system, you become a really good marketer, a thousand dollars you're gonna realize you start getting no pushback from the right potential clients that you get. So we feel like a lot of people get that misconception that they feel like they can't charge a thousand for online fitness coaching, but we believe that that's literally the starting point. Like we've had clients upwards of charging upwards of like 3,500, almost four grand for their online fitness coaching. So we know that if they could do it, you know, anybody in the fitness space can do it. It's just about mastering those three skills, which I believe if you think about it, every business needs these three skills. They need really good marketing. They need a really good system to maintain all their clients to retain them. And then they need a high ticket offer, right? So that's the beauty about this business. And if you do it the right way, it allows you to scale. It's scalable, right? So I feel like for anybody that's listening to us, if they just want to master these three skills and they want to dedicate themselves to it, I know that they can build a successful business. I love that. So you're saying that $1,000, so for listeners, $1,000, that's for what duration of time do you recommend? Um, is that a three-month course? It, it really depends. Or? I like to start people during a 12-week time span, which is a three-month program. And um, okay. your goal should be to keep them there in that time frame to have a good enough system where, you know, they get such an amazing experience that they want to stay with you forever. Right. So retention is really important in this business as well, because, you know, somebody can come on for a month or two months and then just hop off. Right. So you need to have a, a strong enough system and the old school way of doing emailing back and forth or texting or Google Docs and spreadsheets is the old school way. And, and you know, there has to be a, a new way, a new way. Right. I believe that new way was us. <laughs> I love that because it, and I, we've talked about it before in the show, and I would love your take on it because you just mentioned, it and I love that the the churn rate is probably one of the biggest challenges in well for any business not related to fitness. Like if you have a high churn rate, that is 
brutal compared to a low churn rate from a profitability. Um, what are some of the steps, you know, without giving anything proprietary, what were some of the recommendations you would give people to reduce that churn? Got it. To reduce kind of like uh, in terms of retention. Yeah. To increase retention, reduce, reduce the, the clients. Like you said, three months, then they never come back. Absolutely. So I believe it's, it's all about having multiple touch points in between having a good automated system as well to help you, you know, especially when you get to a point where you have so many clients, you need automation to, to come on your hands. There's really two things I talk about. When you start reaching higher numbers and a lot more clients, you should start thinking, what could I automate or delegate? You know, a lot of people try to be a one man team for too long, when if they make the right decisions, bringing on people can actually help them make more money. So that's what a lot of people don't understand as well. And uh, you just got to show people that you care, that you're there for them, that you're constantly checking in with them. But most importantly, there's a, a, a little gold nugget that I'll throw here. But I believe that and something I love to do during a 12 week time span is I like to either send them cool little gifts, like, for example, a thank you card. I, I don't remember what was the last business that I hired or something I purchased to send me a thank you card. Yeah. I don't remember, right? So imagine if you joined a coaching program and at close to where you were almost done, you had a massive transformation, you feel great about the experience and they send you a thank you card or a digital gift card or you do something special to for them to reward them on their their transformation. These people are, are very, very likely to want to stay with you. So multiple touch points in between and for any business owner right now, even personal trainers, like if you want to keep your clients for a long period of time, it's simple. Keep them happy. Right. And the, and the only way for them to be happy is to get them results and show them that you care, show them that you genuinely care. So that's something that I believe a lot of business owners are missing. You know, take care of those those clients that took care of you in the first place. Right. So, you know. I No, I love that um, because I feel like that's. That's the challenge that some people prioritize so much the next client they're going to get that they neglect the person or the people that are already paying their bills. And so I, I love to, to hear that. Like a coach, it's like you have to keep your people happy, not just yeah. for the, the business. Like obviously that's, that's going to benefit too. But yeah, like if you just sign someone up, then on to the next, yeah, people are going to notice that. And that's... You know, like, I don't like to be treated like that. I don't, I don't know who does. So yeah, exactly. exactly. And a lot of people, Pat, they're very sales focused. You know, they're too focused on the, the stripe number or the, the number on PayPal, right? That they forget that this is something I live by. I believe impact over anything. So to us, it's more about when I get on these calls, like potential customers that want to join our program, I don't even like to call them sales calls no more. I just feel like it's a moment for me to change their lives because I believe 100% I'm confident that I could change this person's life and not only their lives bad, but I can change their family's lives because if I can put more money on their pocket, they can make their family's lives better. They're going to put more smiles on their family. You know what happens to that? Their family goes to portray that to their friends and their loved ones too. And what happens is there's a side effect in the world that happens that the more good you do in the world, it's a side effect. It's always going to come back to you because you're creating good in the world, right? They're going to go tell their friends, their loved ones, their their ex-girlfriends. They're going to go tell everybody about you, right? So it becomes a side effect, right? So that's something that I really pride myself on. You know, a lot of people are very competitor-focused while I'm 100% client-focused because I know that the, the more I focus on our clients and I help them, I put money on their pocket, they're going to love us forever. And it's just going to become a side effect. It's always going to become a side effect, you know? You do good, you're going to get back. You do bad, something going to happen back to you, you know? <laughs> I totally agree with you. I, I try to put, 
like for my own business, the emphasis on fulfillment, because I totally agree with you. Mm -hmm. Like as much as I, I want to keep growing the business, it's more important to me to make sure the clients that are paying me get the best possible outcomes. Right. I love that. Um, That's incredible. And everybody should be like that, you know, everybody's different. (laughs) Yeah. Some businesses are very transactional by nature. So I'm not necessarily, but even the transactional ones can find a way to implement what you're talking about, even if it is typically a one and done type of deal. Right. That makes sense. Um, but I wanted, I want to circle back to something you said, I, I, cause I loved it. You said you try to get people to understand automate or delegate. Don't be a one man band too, too long. Right. I'm sure there's not a one way, but like, what would, what's generally the first system or process or task that you try to encourage people to outsource or automate? That's a great question. And um, I tell a lot of people, and, and we've just found based on data too, that a lot of our, our clients hate doing outreach, right? They hate reaching out to people. And, and I get it. It's like, it's it's work that you don't want to, because I reached a point in my business that I didn't want to do the outreach myself. I was like, I want to be on calls with people. I love it. I'm a people person. This is what I love to do. I hate spending time on Instagram and Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever it is, sending messages to potential customers and having to message them all day. It's it's time consuming and it can get to your head if you do it for too long for your like on your own, right? So getting a virtual assistant, somebody to help you out to reach out to these potential customers is one of the first things we tell our clients to get especially once they start getting a couple clients on board and they keep them and they start to keep them right what matters especially in this business is that you get your first couple clients and try your best to keep them because they're the ones that are going to fund the whole business for you and i also tell this to a lot of people you know don't just go quit your job and uh hope that everything's going to go well (laughs) should wait you should wait try to you know especially if you're working for a full-time job even if you're putting in one to two hours a day on your online side hustle it's cool because over time you're going to realize that you're able to use your full-time job as a cushion to fund this business and eventually you can leave it. Right. So yeah, I feel like a lot of people get that wrong too, Pat, where they just want to leave their job and say, I'm going to go all into this. And I'm like, Whoa, hold up. Right. Hold up. You got to have a plan. Right. And you know, to circle back to the main question, I would say getting a virtual assistant because it's, it's just going to save you headaches. It's going to save you more time and you could be more focused on the things that matter, which is, you know, be a little more on the sales side and fulfillment side as well. Take care of your clients and you're going to be getting more calls on board. And if you make the right hire and you get an A plus player, then you'll realize that you're not losing money. If anything, this person is helping you make more money. So, yeah, you know, that's that, those are the main the main person that I would hire. Um, I'd heard years ago the quote, I don't know who I heard on a podcast. so I don't know if it was their saying, but they said um, and I found it to be true. An A plus teammate is always free because if they're good enough, you, they're always making you more than you're paying them. Yep. So, True. um, along, along that line. So if you're a brand new fitness coach listening, that's like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta listen and delegate. What's a ballpark on what you think they should be paying? Like, cause, or where should they be finding them? Like, are you recommending like Fiverr, Upwork, or do you have a even better route for it um that's a really good question i feel like when it comes down to ballpark it just depends you know you can pay people on commission hourly it just depends on um you know i'm really big pat on on training these people like i don't care if they're 
21 years old, 22. Like I, I care more about, can I work with this person? And yeah. If I like them, I'm like, awesome. I'll do whatever it takes on my power to make sure I train you, make sure you're onboarded the right way. I like to make my team more than just to get somebody who thinks they're already good. I think Gary Vaynerchuk is really big on that too. He's like, you know, I put all the emphasis on myself as a CEO, you know, I'm the one that, you know, tries to run everything, take care of everybody. So I'm big on just training our team members to make sure that they're really, really good. You know, I pay attention to detail. I look at these things and I try to train them over and over again. Cause I know that, you know, I feel like when you train somebody from the bottom and you make them really, really good, number one, they're going to be more loyal to you because you built them up to that point. Number two, this yeah. is something, you know, this is something that you know took them a while to learn, which means that, you know, they're, they're going to be really serious about their business. And, um, yeah, I just, I'd rather train somebody from scratch. I feel like for even my sales reps that we're planning to to get a couple more sales reps this year as well, we, I'm really big on like, it doesn't matter if you're 19, 20 years old. If you show me you have the heart and the desire and the hunger to be a great sales rep, you want to be the best in the world and they prove it to me, Pat, I will train them and I'll do whatever it takes in my power to make sure that they're great, that they're world-class at, at sales, right? So I'm really big on training them. So when it comes down to VAs, you should look for somebody who has a heart and desire and a hunger to grow alongside the company with you and um, take some time to train them. I believe this is where a lot of people get it wrong. They just want somebody who's already good, but that's when problems actually start happening. So take the time to look for people. It doesn't matter in terms of their age range. Just know, just look for certain things like, can you work for them, right? Can you work with them? Like, do you guys have a bond? Do you see yourself working with this person long-term? If that's yes, then awesome. Try to train them. And when it comes down to ranges, it ultimately just depends. You know, some people like hourly, some people like commission. I started off RVAs at an hourly rate, and now we pay them both hourly and commission. So, you know, I reward them as we go. As you see, right, we started them hourly to see, all right, let's test the waters with you guys. Oh, man, we, we broke records. Awesome. Let's break even more records next month. I'll give you girls commission, right? We have girls on our team. That's why I said girls. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could be both girls and guys uh, come down to a VA it doesn't matter um, but yeah you know so that's that's something that I love to do I love to reward them as we go and just train your team you know spend time training them eventually you build a team where you know you you know it's 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 scalable you'll realize that they're cutting you so much time and, and you know we all know time is money right so so that's so the first delegation is to a VA in, in your opinion. Yeah. Um, I know we talked about this before the show. If there was one key performance indicator or metric that you want your coaches to, to track in their business, um, what would you say is the most important metric for a beginner or veteran fitness coach? Great question. I'd say, and this may sound a little crazy, I'd say it's their discipline, you know, because a lot of people you know, Pat, they're really good at listening and looking at videos, but never executing. So I'm really big on, on discipline. We actually give all of our students like a discipline sheet and a tracker that I review every week where they have to review how many hours of sleep they're getting through wow. their meditation, right? How many hours of work did they put in? How much business study time did they work out? Are they counting their macros? How, how is their mood on a scale from one through 10? Because you see, I remember I had a student once, Pat, that, you know, he had a great month. He had like 12K month. And I was like, bro, this is your broken records, dude. I'm so, I was really proud of him. Next month, it it, it kind of went down, like almost half. And I was like, oh, what the hell happened here? So I figured it out. 
I looked at his sheets and I was like, what's going on, man? Like, you know, I'm here to help you. Like, I'm, I'm here to continue to help you hit higher numbers. And I looked at his sheet, low sleep, not doing any meditation, you know, not really following anything that I said. And I asked him and he said, yeah, you know, I'm going through like a breakup, you know, breakup slash divorce. So that's what it was, right? So that allowed me to see as a coach, right? It wasn't that he wasn't doing his 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 outreach or he wasn't marketing or he wasn't doing this. And it it started with the small habits that he was doing every day that led him to 12K a month, which is the sleeping enough, calculating his macros, working out. Did he do his meditation? How's his mood? How many hours of work, of work did he put in? How much did he make that day? So all these things led me to see that his discipline was on point that helped him get to 12K. And then when he had that bad month, Pat, I was able to analyze and see, and I figured it out. It was because he was going through that divorce and that breakup, which makes sense. You know, somebody sure. going over some crazy like that, it's normal. You know, it would happen to me too, right? So then, boom, light bulb, I was able to figure out, cool. The reason why he, you know, we had a really bad month was because of this. So it made sense, right? So I believe that the people that build these small habits are the ones that will build a successful online fitness business because I can give them all the strategies, I can give them all the resources in the world, but if they can't build these small habits, they can do these small things which is just track their discipline. Maybe they're not cut out for entrepreneurship, you know, because this is what it takes to build a successful online fitness business, you know. So I'm really attentive to the small details. So if anybody wants to track anything or do a special KPI, I'd say track your discipline. That's what it is. That's what it is. Track your discipline. What are you doing every day to to help you build a successful online fitness business? You know, so I'm really. I some people think I'm crazy for this pet because I'm make them I'm making calculate everything. You know, but I just feel like it starts with that. And you know, our my most successful students, Pat, they're the ones that track their sheets. So I actually I think that's amazing. I've not heard anyone that is tracking discipline, right. um, but no, but I think it's amazing because. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with like the 75 hard program from Andy Sella, but like that. that's part of, that's part of his, his like power list. And like the second phase is like the same thing. Like you're building the discipline muscle. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with, um, Jim Fortin. He's, um, oh, you know him as well? He sounds familiar. I almost have stumbled across his Instagram for sure. He's, he has, um, his, his Instagram is like, I think it's at I am Jim Fortin, but he's a like mindset transformational coach. Um, but he talks about the same thing in that if, if you want to make a million dollars, you have to be a person who makes a million dollars and a person who makes a million dollars, you know, follows the calendar, like gets to work on time. Isn't late for meetings. Like not here's a trick to make a million dollars because that trick will lose you the million dollars too. Right. You need to be the person who makes a million dollars. So like, I've never heard anyone like other than yourself in the fitness business that's putting people through the reps to build that muscle, that discipline muscle. I think that's awesome. Even though like you probably were mentioning it before, like it's probably time consuming for them to get you the data, but like anything else, like, Hey, it's, it's a great metric for you as the coach, because again, like, I don't know anyone tracking that i think that's awesome do you do you want to give us a little more detail like you do it on like a google sheet do you have some sort of app that you've proprietary like how do you great question uh, right now we are tracking on a google spreadsheet that i've made for all of our students however an app sounds epic we're actually looking into that to make it a lot easier 
And, um, but yeah, to tell you a little more about that, I feel like it all starts in those small little habits, you know, because again, I can give them all the resources in the world. I, I get on group calls all the time and I, we realize too based on data because we, we run a lot of data, even with the students that are inside of our program, the ones that are seeing success, they're, they're, they're amazing at these habits. They, they crush these habits. They're always performing well. Don't get me wrong. They're not perfect. We all have bad days, right? Sure. But based on looking at it in terms of a week or even a month, these guys are on top of it, you know, and that's why they're hitting 12K a month or 15K a month because they're so good at these small things. And we realize like the ones that aren't seeing success, it's more of a mindset problem. It's more of a habit problem. Like they, they, they can't do the outreach. Okay. Why can't you do the outreach? Like it's some simple, simple thing to do, you know, just met people yeah. like we've taught you how to do it. And it's all a mindset problem. You know, they, they haven't, you know, and, and a lot of people, Pat, it, it comes from their background, where they're from, or, you know, maybe they've lived past trauma before in their lives. And it's, that's what's holding them back from doing the outreach, you know? So then me looking at those spreadsheets, I start to see, and I'm like, okay, why is it so difficult for you to do these things? And we try to analyze the, the problem because it starts in the mind. Once we figure that out, that's it. We realize they start going through the program, they start crushing, start reaching out to even more people and uh, we see a massive shift, right? So I believe a lot of the people who join our program, they experience a, a massive shift in their mind because they start tracking all these things. They become, you know, they build these habits. There's an Instagram video the other day. He says, reaching your first million is difficult than getting to 10 million because in order for you to hit your first million, like you have to set priorities. You have to make sacrifices. You have to become a whole different person. And I believe even yep. to build a six-figure fitness business, like a lot of these guys that come to us, they they don't know about the online world. They they come to us as trainers. They're great trainers. They know how to change lives and, and make transformations and help you get a six-pack, but they don't know what it's like to become a CEO and entrepreneur. So we have to make them, right? And it starts with these small habits. So so to anybody who's listening to us, it starts with those habits. You know, you can listen to Pat all day, listen to all the podcasts, right? But if you don't track those habits or if you don't, you know, execute on these things and it's it's not going, it's not going to click, you know? So I, I love that. Asiel. How long is your program? How many weeks or months? Great question. So our thing is a 12 week program. However, they do get lifetime access to a lot of the things that we give them access to. And uh, we do have another mastermind, which means that once they get into our program, we have an invite only program where if you see success, you become one of our success stories. We invite you to our high-level mastermind program. So, um, yeah, those are our two programs. I love so so, like in the world of mindset formation and habit formation, they have ninety days. They have to track everything for you. So, yeah, pretty good likelihood by day ninety-one, they're on autopilot to track all this. You're on autopilot, yeah. And I love that. Yeah, we that is awesome. Absolutely, we've had students from twenty twenty-one you know, that finished the program in 2021 and they're like, Hey, can we get the spreadsheets for 2022? And I'm like, yeah, Oh my God, my heart. <laughs> that is so cool. It starts with those small things, you know? No, hundred percent. That's I've never, again, like I've never heard anyone mm -hmm. track that for their students and maybe other people are, and I just haven't come across it, but I think that's phenomenal because again, I feel like in me as like a financial coach, essentially um, there's so many, habits that I try to help people with, but we give them it. And then if they don't do it, I don't know on my end sometimes. So like, I think that's amazing that you're putting people to it. And especially if they're coming to you as fairly new in the business, they probably haven't made a lot of the bad habits yet. 
So you're giving them that initial groove to build versus like, you know, maybe someone who's a veteran might be like, oh, I already have all my bad habits. And it's really hard to kind of like turn the ship for them. But yeah, no, I feel that well, we have, we have a student right now. He's 53 years old. He's one of our, our, our elder 53. He's not even elderly, man. I tell him he's young. He, he acts like he's, he's, he's 53. He's 53. Yeah. And I'm teaching him how to track his yeah. sheets. And for a guy like that, you know, I, I give, I admire that. Right. Because I feel like when people start getting to that age range, they feel like they, they want to chill. They want to chill, you know, you slow down a little bit, you know, make sure they're, you know, all these years of hard work that, you know, can, they can finally chill. But this guy was like, nah, I'm all in. He's been, he's one of our top students now, and he's really good at doing these small habits, you know? So I believe anybody at any age range, doesn't matter if, even if you're 53, you're just getting started. Like Gary Vee says all the time, Gary Vee, he's one of my favorite entrepreneurs. He says, don't matter if you're 53 or 60 years old, he's like, I'm just getting started, you know? So yeah, I feel like it could happen for anybody at any age range. It's it's all a limiting belief if you think about it. And sometimes 100%. it comes from a lot of our childhood or even as, as we're raised, right? I feel like, you know, when we're kids, when we're little babies, our parents let us do whatever we want. We could freaking break everything and it's cool. As we get a little older, they say, oh, don't touch that. Don't do that. Do this. <laughs> don't do that. So if you think about it, at a young age, we, we've been in, implanted these limiting beliefs, right? And a lot of these people that come to us, they have these limiting beliefs that maybe nobody has believed in them or they've been called dumb before, stupid, or that they're not smart enough. So, you know, it's, it's all limiting belief. And in order for you to replace these limiting beliefs is you have to replace them with positive things. Well, the first step is actually aware, aware that these things are limiting beliefs. Awareness is really powerful. Then number two sure. is replacing it with positivity, with positive words, you know, for the 53 year old client that we have, his thing was not being tech savvy. And he would say that all the time. And I said, Mark, I don't want to hear it no more. I want you to replace that with, I'm not that tech savvy. However, I'm doing everything in my power every single day to become tech savvy, to be the greatest yeah. at building this or doing this and that. So now he says it all the time. And he says it on some of our live calls. He says, you know, guys, I'm not that tech savvy, but I do everything in my power to make sure that I become tech savvy. And he says that to all the newcomers too. Hey, I'm not tech savvy, but I've done everything. So, you know, I realized that just being able to implant that in his brain, it's got him to a level of success that he's at now because of that positive affirmation. But it all starts with that awareness, right? Aware that you have these limiting beliefs is the first thing. Because a lot of people, they, they don't have that level of awareness or, or they don't they don't want it just yet. So it comes with awareness and then replacing it with positive affirmations every day. So I went on a little there, yeah. but. <laughs> no, I love that because um, I understand it thoroughly now. And I know you do as well, that I forget the first person said this to me, but like any problems you have in your mindset will not necessarily be exacerbated until you run your own business. And then you'll learn what your biggest flaws are, biggest mental hurdles are. So like, like your client that's a little bit older than your average age, for instance, he may not have even been aware of some of those negativities until he, he went on his own, launched his business. And then, you know, it really shines a flashlight, especially for you, his coach looking at him objectively, yeah. like where those limiting beliefs are. Cause again, like as a nine to fiver, you, you can hide that a lot. Mm -hmm. Yep. A hundred percent. No, that's, that's true, man. And that actually triggered like a, a new thought to my head or especially for people who are working a nine to five, they're told Pat, you know, that multitasking is a skill. You know, I remember at McDonald's, I was good at serving fraps and the whipped cream. I was real good at it too. <laughs> 
serving the chickens at the same time, making coffee, doing all sorts of serving ice cream. I was really good at that. And they were like, damn, so you're really good at multitasking, you know? And I used to think like, damn, I'm, I must be pretty cool, right? Because I'm, <laughs> you know, then I know that it's not really about becoming really great at multitasking. It's just being good at, at, at high income skills, right? For example, yeah. me, the first thing I mastered in, in I wouldn't say I mastered because there's always room for improvement. I love to be a student myself. But the first thing that I really dedicated myself towards was sales and mastering high ticket sales, right? And that's the only thing I dedicated my mind to. And I realized that once you dedicate yourself to one thing and you just, you, you desire and every single day your actions add up to it where you just want to become the best at it, you realize that you'll find the gold a lot faster than trying to do so many things at once, you know? Yeah. So for all the new coming fitness coaches, you know, become good at one thing, you know, one thing only. Like if you want to do online fitness coaching, great, become the best at it. Don't try to dabble into other things. Just stick to one thing until you find the gold. I feel like multitasking is not really a skill or you shouldn't be that cool for being good at multitasking. I feel like it's just become good at one thing and be the best at it, you know? Yeah. And honestly, that's, I feel like right now and I'm, I'm older than you are, but like, I feel like right now that's becoming, like you said, like becoming cool to be super diversified right away. But if you look at the biggest wealth builders on this planet, that's not how they do it. They take one thing, become the best at it, take that to the moon, then they diversify to protect it. But like Warren Buffett didn't have a bunch of things he did, you know? Bill Gates, same thing. Like he didn't have like 10 Microsofts. He had Microsoft. And so I feel like that's a, that's awesome that you teach young people that that's like, and we see it now. I'm sure you have clients that you have to like rein in where day one, they're scaling to 10 or 12 K with you. And then they're like a crypto trader the next day. And you're like, Whoa, can can we get back to the fitness business? Like, (laughs) yeah, they got to chill with that. But cause you know, I feel like in this business too, like anything at one good month doesn't mean you're going to have a great year, right? This is entrepreneurship, you know, it's, that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. We don't, we don't get a salary or a paycheck every two, two weeks, you know, you're dependent on yourself and your performance, right? That's why it's so important to track your, your, your discipline, Pat, because this business depends on you. It depends on you. You are everything, especially if you're a one man team in the beginning, right? Yeah. So if you're not taking care of your health, you're not sleeping enough. You're more likely to get sick and if you get sick that's gonna throw you back a whole month because i remember i caught COVID in 2021 in january and uh i was sick for two weeks didn't feel good at all right and i feel like that threw, threw us back a whole month so i was like so then there you go now i don't think it was my fault i was definitely tracking my spreadsheets COVID just <laughs> but you see what i'm saying so it's like if you know it, it all starts with you you are you are the face you are the ceo you're you're, you're everything in the beginning so this is why it's important to take care of yourself because you are your greatest asset, you know? I think that's fantastic. Like again, young, I don't, again, I don't know if the average age of your people, but if they're on the younger side, I think that's invaluable advice that you're giving them to like keep building the empire and you can always diversify once you've built that level of wealth to protect it. I mean, that's what, that's what the uber wealthy do. They, they typically don't diversify until they've been the master at, at their, business exactly so i love that so much power in there you know you grow your business to a point where you know and and fund it in the beginning to a point where eventually it just pays you you know sure and then once you're there then you can diversify to cooler things you know (laughs) 
that's a that's a perfect segue to uh, the last question I have. So you help your clients build their business, which is obviously growing their net worth. But what is your personal philosophy on investing and building wealth outside of your business, or maybe for yourself personally, or what you teach your students? Absolutely, I definitely believe that you should always be preparing for the long term. You know, I am really big on investing into long term stuff like stocks. You know, my brothers are day traders, options traders, so I do a lot of investing into long term things. Um, and I'm just at a point right now where I'm just really focused on the business, making sure we impact lives and continue to grow the business. Um, but when it comes down to investing, you should always look into things. And I'm really big, Pat, as well. I'm really glad you brought it up that you should you should do something that you really enjoy doing, right? Because, you know, and, and this goes into things that I've done in the past and even some of my, my close friends, my brothers have done in the past where they've dabbled into things that just turned out to be headaches in really – you know what's more important than money is peace of mind you know i feel like peace of mind is everything so if you know you love real estate and you're like i love the process of real estate i love the cash flow not just for the cash but you enjoy it you enjoy the paperwork you enjoy everything that comes with it do it right if you're the type of guy that enjoys their freedom and enjoys like their time alone and loves to travel and do things so you have to start thinking about things that won't cause you so much headaches like stocks, long-term trading, or investing into companies that will just continue to grow in the long term. That doesn't mean you don't have to look at it. There's you always have to be looking at things to make sure you know a stock doesn't fail or anything. Um, but I'm really big on like if you're gonna do something for the long term or to build wealth, like you have to do what makes you happy and something that you're going to enjoy. I like stocks. You know, I, I started doing a little day trading a long time ago, but I was like, now nah, I gotta put my ultimate focus into this. So now I'm more long-term, invest into the long-term. Yeah. Uh, I really love Airbnb. So me and my brother are looking into Airbnb. I believe that is our next move as well. I just, I feel like I'm gonna enjoy it. I haven't dabbled into Airbnb myself, but it's something that I've looked into. I've done a lot of research. We've bought in courses on it. We've, I think my brother's about to hire a mentor in terms of Airbnb. So I'm really big on like, you got to enjoy what you do. And I feel like Airbnb is something I'll, I'll love to because I feel like the cash flow is there, but I also enjoy the process. Yeah. I love giving people a great experience. So I want people to go to the Airbnb and be like, yo, this was a dope experience. That house was great. I enjoy the process of making something better and giving people a good experience. That's why I feel like Airbnb can relate with me and my style as well as my brother. He's my business partner, so I call him. He kind of looks like me just with facial hair. Um, <laughs> so you know i'm really big on that i'm really big on stock trading but absolutely when it comes down to wealth building just if you guys are going to take anything from this do something that you enjoy because peace of mind is also everything you know your peace of mind is everything so do something to build wealth yes absolutely invest into assets but do something that you're going to enjoy long term that you see yourself like doing every day because there's no such thing as like passive income like you you always you always have to be there yeah somehow so yeah especially with real estate it's called passive income but like you said if if you don't enjoy that phone call you get if your tenant has a problem then <laughs> it's not passive income exactly exactly so you just got to do what you enjoy you know 100% and and I like the way you, you phrase that that you were you were doing more day trading but had to like sort of 
put it in more long-term focus to focus on the business. Cause again, I, I feel like for young entrepreneurs, especially that are seeing success, there's a lot of shiny objects out there. that would be like, Oh, I can put my money to work. It's like you can, but what are you giving up inside of the business to chase that additional yield versus like your strategy? It's more long-term focused. It requires less of your hands-on throughout the, the course of the week or month or year. So you can build your primary empire. Exactly. Exactly. So. Where focus goes, results flow. So my focus is on the business. That's where results will flow, you know? <laughs> Love that. Um, this has been extremely helpful, Asiel. So if our listeners want to learn more about you, your company, what's the best way for them to find you? Absolutely. You guys should follow me on Instagram at Official. And uh, give me a follow. Feel free to send me a DM and uh, let me know if me and Pat have impacted you in this episode. If you feel like we have made a change, if you feel like you learned some value bombs, let us know on Instagram and uh, feel free to give me a follow. Perfect. And there's going to be links to everything in the show notes. So um, um, anything else? So any other links or websites that you want them to know about? Great question. Yeah, absolutely. So if you guys go to my Instagram, you guys will see that there is a link in my bio. That is theperfecttrainer.com slash academy. That is basically a free resource section. We offer it to any personal trainer, even nine to five worker. This The Perfect Trainer Academy is basically a place where you're going to receive monthly resources from me and my team. We will send you recorded trainings. We'll send you resources, documents, so many cool things to already help you start establishing your fitness business for free. So if you guys want to check that out, theperfecttrainer.com slash academy. That could be really helpful for the guys that want to get started uh, the free route. Awesome. Again, we'll, we'll throw that link in the show notes as well. So everyone just click above or click below in the show notes. Um, but thank you so much, Asiel. Uh, we really appreciate you joining us on Building Your Wealth Muscle. I appreciate you, my man, and I'm looking forward to connecting with you in the future. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us this week on Building Your Wealth Muscle. Make sure you visit our website, DarbyBA.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're at it, if you found value, we'd appreciate a ratings on iTunes, or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us as well. For more information on the topics covered, you can follow Pat on Instagram at PatDarbyBiz. The download from this episode is available in the show notes. And if you want help building your wealth specifically, Pat Darby is currently taking private clients. The link to book a call is also in the show notes. Thank you again for listening and have a great day.